Welcome to Monday Morning Murder in the News with Alyssa Carroll. Good morning, heathens, and happy Murder in the News Monday. If you hear a dog barking in the background, I apologize, but my German Shepherd apparently thinks there's an infidel on the property, so I'm okay with him being loud. So, as always, we are gathered here today because the rest of the regular news is just hot, scary garbage, and you know you'd be rather hearing me and my bullshit anyway. I collect news articles, along with articles sent to me by you, my beloveds, and others. So thank you so much for submitting. And again, as I always say to my international listeners, please feel free to send me news articles from your country. I would love to share. Now, as I always say, unlike my regular podcast that I write out in its entirety before I record for continuity and just, you're welcome. This is unscripted, and I don't read the articles past the headline, so you and I can react together. So let's go. So our first article comes from NBCBayArea.com, and the title reads, Authorities ID, five-year-old girl, grandfather who died in Half Moon Bay. So authorities have identified a five-year-old girl and her grandfather who died after being swept into the sea over the weekend at Martins Beach in Half Moon Bay. The San Mateo County Coroner's Office on Monday said the girl's name was Naretsi Navarrete. Naretsi and her 54-year-old grandfather named Pascal were both swept by a wave into the ocean on Saturday. The girl was rescued and hospitalized but later died. An air crew and a boat crew searched for her grandfather, but the Coast Guard said Sunday afternoon that they have called off the search. The incident followed National Weather Service warnings of an increased risk of potentially deadly sneaker waves Saturday and early Sunday. I've not heard of sneaker waves before. The risk was highest on northwest-facing beaches from coastal Sonoma County to Monterey County, forecasters said. That is the end of the article. Well, that's sad. And then our next article comes from fox10phoenix.com. And the title reads, Police accuse woman of killing her husband in Gilbert. Now, Phoenix, Gilbert, those two go hand in hand with me because it reminds me of Lori Vallow. So apparently there's some shit going down in Gilbert, Arizona again. So I had to share. But of course, I didn't read it. So it says, for Gilbert, Arizona, a woman has been arrested in connection to her husband's murder in Gilbert, police announced on November 27th. 51-year-old Ivanka Koliva is accused of second-degree murder after Gilbert police found the body of 49-year-old Stefan Kolev inside a home near Guadalupe and Wrecker Roads on November 2nd. Before the discovery of Kolev's body, officers responded to the home for a, quote, citizen's assist call where the reporting party requested a walkthrough of the residence, end quote. Officers say that he had been shot multiple times and stabbed and that Koliva purchased a gun just days before that matched the murder weapon. Investigators are recommending second-degree murder charges against Koliva, quote, in connection to her alleged involvement in her husband Stefan Kolev's death, end quote. She is being held on a million-dollar bond and no other information, at least for now, in this article is available. So, she looks pretty beat down and tired, dark under her eyes and everything. So, I mean, I don't want to assume. You can assume. 
I'm going to try not to assume. Our next article comes from abcnews.go.com, and the title reads, Alex Murdoch sentenced to 27 years in state prison for financial crimes. The convicted murderer pleaded guilty to fraud and money laundering charges. I mean, at this point, he needs to just give up, give it up. Disgraced South Carolina attorney and convicted double murderer Alex Murdaugh was sentenced Tuesday to 27 years in state prison on financial crimes. Murdaugh, 55, pleaded guilty to 22 counts earlier this month for charges including fraud and money laundering after being accused of scheming to steal millions of dollars from his law firm and the clients. State prosecutor Creighton Waters called the plea deal a, quote, unique and unprecedented sentence on white-collar crimes, the likes of which no one can find another example, state or federal, throughout the country, end quote. I highly doubt that he did anything above and beyond other people doing shit in this country. But I digress. Under the plea agreement, Murdaugh will be guaranteed to serve at least 85%, more than 22 years of the sentence. Waters called it a practical life sentence. Judge Clifton Newman accepted Murdaugh's guilty plea and the plea agreement during Tuesday's hearing. Murdaugh, who was serving two life sentences without parole for the murders of his wife and son, was initially charged with more than 100 state counts related to financial crimes involving 18 victims. Newman said it was a, quote, stern sentence in searing remarks during Tuesday's hearing. Quote, it's so disappointing to see you again in this setting, Newman, who presided over the murder trial, said, adding that he takes, quote, no joy at all in imposing this sentence. Newman described Murdaugh as being empty, but hoped that something will emerge within his soul. Quote, many of us do things that we shouldn't do. It's just unimaginable, unimaginable to me that you have done some of the things that you've done whether it's you or someone you become upon using drugs or through the process of just committing the crimes over and over, over a period of years, I don't know. I don't know. End quote. He said, I don't even know who I'm speaking to now. So Waters said Tuesday that Murdoch stole more than $12 million over a decade, including from vulnerable clients who trusted him while working as a personal injury attorney at his Hampton County law firm. The victims included the family of his former housekeeper, Gloria Statter Satterfield, my apologies, who died after a fall at Murdoch's home in February 2018. Prosecutors said Murdaugh misappropriated $3.8 million in settlement funds in her death for his own personal gain. Quote, the Satterfield family is aware that not a single dime has been recovered, Waters said. Several of Satterfield's family members addressed to the court on Tuesday prior to Murdaugh's sentencing. Her son, Tony, addressed Murdaugh saying, quote, you lied. You cheated, you stole, you betrayed me and my family and everybody else, and you did that at the cost of my mom's death, end quote. How are you able to profit from her death is especially hard for us to understand and has caused unimaginable hurt to our family, Satterfield's sister, Ginger, told the court. 
Another victim, Jordan Jinks, broke down as he addressed to the court. He said, quote, what kind of animal are you? A friend of the defendant who prosecutors said lost $150,000. Jinks told the judge he supported the 27-year sentence. So Murdoch appeared in court in handcuffs wearing his predictable orange prison jumpsuit. He was allowed to have his hands freed while addressing the court for nearly an hour. I really don't think he's going to be any danger in the courtroom at this point, but whatever. In tears, he apologized to the victims and said he is, quote, so bothered by the things that I did, end quote. And side note, I don't believe that for a goddamn second. Speaking directly to the victims who addressed the court, Murdoch said their pain and hurt is palpable. <laughs> quote, I hope that a time will come when you can look back and know that, despite the things that I did, that I care about each one of you. I'm still today haunted by the fact that I deceived each of you so terribly. End quote. Liar. He said the sentence and the plea agreement was certainly harsher than I had hoped for, but that he pleaded guilty so the victims can, quote, put this behind you. He also apologized to his family for, quote, destroying the family's reputation with these terrible things that I have done and said he should have gotten help sooner for his opioid addiction before things got so out of control. Murdaugh's attorneys had asked the judge to accept the negotiated plea agreement. And then it kind of goes on to talk about the murders of his uh, son and his wife. And then at the end, it says he also faces additional state charges, including insurance fraud and filing a false police report after he told police he asked a friend to kill him in September of 21 so his other son could collect $10 million in life insurance. Absolutely, unimaginably a horrible piece of crap person. And then I know we've kind of touched on this before, but I found another article, I haven't read it, of course, but that talks about female teachers being predators towards male students and how, you know, the dynamic of that is a little bit different, even though boys are just as traumatized as the girls. But regardless, InsideEdition.com posted an article, the title reads, Brave Boy Testifies After Learning Teacher Charged With Raping Him at 12 Is Pregnant With His Child. Yes, you heard me correctly. The boy took the stand just a few weeks after Alyssa McCommon told him while out on bail that she is pregnant with his child, an infraction that resulted in her second arrest. A Tennessee school teacher and the student accusing her of raping him at the age of 12 both appeared in court on Monday. Former fourth grade teacher Alyssa McCommon, fourth grade, she's 38 years old, looked despondent as she arrived in court for a preliminary hearing where the judge heard testimony from three witnesses, including the teenager at the center of the case, according to Fox 13. Now that boy, who is now 15, took the stand just a few weeks after McCommon told him while out on bail that she is pregnant with his child, an infraction that resulted in her second arrest. The judge cleared the courtroom for that testimony, who also heard from a Walmart employee who provided information about a phone that was allegedly sold to McCommon while she was out on bail and a police detective with the Covington Police Department. Stupid pop-up ads. 
After hearing from those three witnesses, the judge ruled that enough probable cause existed for all of the charges to be bound over to the action of a Timpton County Grand Jury. McCallman is charged with rape of a child, illegal contact with a victim, coercion of a victim, stalking and tampering with evidence. She has not entered a plea yet, but she and her lawyer spent part of Monday's hearing arguing about the age of the victim being 13 and not 12, according to the District Attorney General Mark Davidson. (sighs) They're trying to argue over one year. You know, 12, 13 is just as bad as 12. How could a lawyer even agree to argue a one-year age difference for a child that is in the beginnings of puberty? Fucking disgusting. In the state of Tennessee, the punishment is greater for raping a child under the age of 13. Ah, okay. Well, there's the answer to my rant. The CPD first arrested McCallman in September following an investigation into allegations of sexual misconduct. Photos from that arrest show her stunned husband looking on as his wife is taken to jail. Quote, multiple juvenile victims have come forth saying that they were befriended by their former teacher, McCommon, who began playing video games with them and then further engaged with them through mobile phone social media apps, which led to her allegedly sending inappropriate photographs and requesting sexual relations with the victims, said CPD in a statement following the arrest. So there's more than one victim here. There is, quote, no evidence that any of the alleged activities occurred on any school campus. McCommon admitted to communicating inappropriately with former students. Now, she posted bail after that first arrest, but found herself back in custody just a few weeks after she allegedly contacted one of her victims shortly after being released on bail ahead of her trial. She is an idiot. Quote, the evidence indicates McCommon texted a victim using a specific code word known to the juvenile as a code word McCommon would previously utilize to confirm that the juvenile was alone, often before sending nude photographs on Snapchat, said the CPD in a statement at the time. Quote, after using the code word on 28th, September 2023, the evidence indicates McCommon sent multiple text messages to victim, indicating he would regret doing this. McCommon, using the same number, also admitted to a sexual encounter with the victim. The judge on Monday said McCommon would continue to be held without bond ahead of her trial and ordered a mental health evaluation. Quote, the actions of McCommon are not only appalling, but CPD is also concerned about this apparent violation of her bond conditions. Due to the nature of the communications, we are concerned others may have been contacted. We continue to work closely with the district attorney's office as to the revocation of McCommon's bond, as well as the additional charges that continue to develop. The investigation into her began when law enforcement learned that she had been, quote, suspended without pay from her position by Tipton County Schools due to the allegations. That investigation is ongoing, according to the CPD, who are not releasing any specific details due to the age of the victim and other possible victims, but did say that, quote, additional charges are expected. So court records obtained by Inside Edition Digital show that McCommon is accused of violating Tennessee Code 39-13-522, Rape of a Child, 
that is defined under Tennessee law as, quote, the unlawful sexual penetration of a victim by the defendant or the defendant by a victim if the victim is more than three years of age but less than 13 years of age. If convicted, McCommon could face a minimum of 25 years in prison. She deserves a whole ass life sentence. There's more than one. She got released out on bond and then she was contacting them again. Mary Kay Letourneau much. Also, let me know if you want me to cover that one. So let's see. Covington Police Department detectives continue to investigate this terrible exploitation and abuse of these young boys. We expect to also develop the investigation to determine accountability of other adults in the case, including those who were aware of the abuse and those who allowed or provided locations for such illegal acts to occur. Boy, you better not have given her a place to rape them kids. Oh, hell no. Turner concluded her remarks by stating, quote, we will prosecute this case to the fullest extent and will continue to support the victims and their families during all aspects of the investigation, end quote. This is a joint investigation between the CPD and the Tipton County Sheriff's Office with Mark E. Davidson, the District Attorney General for Tennessee's 25th Judicial District, assigned to prosecute the case. That is the end of the article. Multiple victims, pregnant apparently. It didn't say whether or not they could actually... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline say whether or not she really was pregnant, but got out of jail just to recontact these kids again is absolutely insane. But we must move on. Our next article comes from HuffPost.com and the title reads, Killing Girlfriend Was Helping Family with Houston Search. Ariel Cruz, 19, allegedly confessed to shooting 21-year-old Idania Campos and hiding her body in the trunk of her car, authorities said. So hours before a Houston woman's family found her body in the trunk of her car on Tuesday, her boyfriend was helping them search for her, police said. He was later charged with the murder. Ariel Cruz, 19, allegedly confessed to fatally shooting 21-year-old Idania Maria Campos Munoz and hiding her body in her black Honda Civic, authorities said. According to a bail motion, investigators said Cruz told them he shot Campos because she had broken up with him. Oh, great. Campos was last seen dropping her sisters off at school about 7 a.m. Tuesday, police said, and she spoke to her mother around 8.20 a.m., The family grew worried, however, when she stopped responding and they tracked her phone to a neighborhood in southwest Houston. They found her car parked on a residential street with her phone and other belongings inside. Her family called police who left after taking a missing persons report. Campos's family remained, however, searching the area and questioning the neighbors. At around 5.40 p.m., her father broke one of the windows of her car, 
popped the trunk and found her body. Oh no, not her own father. Oh, imagine how horrible that would be. Oh, I can't even imagine. Campos was pronounced dead at the scene. Cruz, this is the boyfriend, was, quote, consoling the family during the search, relatives told the Houston TV station. During those frantic hours, Jennifer Campos Munoz, one of Campos's four younger sisters, told the TV outlet that Cruz hugged them and, quote, told us that he really loved her. She said he was lying. He knew where she was the whole entire time, end quote. It's unclear whether Cruz was there when they discovered her body. Now, police told reporters that Campos lived about 30 minutes from the neighborhood where they found her car. No shell casings were found at the scene, and police say they think Campos was killed somewhere else. An address listed for Cruz on court documents is about half a mile from where her car was parked. And keep in mind, he would have to do that somewhere where uh, nobody would hear that gunshot, or at least no one would report the gunshot, right? So Campos graduated from Lamar High School in Houston and was attending Houston Community College. Quote, I saw her every morning because she took us to school. I didn't know that was going to be the last time, her sister Alexandria told the news outlet. I didn't get to say goodbye to her, and I just wish I could have told her and hugged her and said to her that I really loved her. End quote. Cruz is being held in Harris County Jail in Houston. His bail has been set for half a million dollars. A probable cause hearing has been scheduled for Thursday morning. I really hate that he did that. I mean, obviously that's horrific, right? But at the same time, at least he admitted it. He admitted why he did it. He's going to take his punishment. But people, listen, if someone breaks up with you, move on. Do not be so obsessed that you feel like you cannot live without them or you can't bear the thought of them being with someone else. Because sure as shit, you pull this shit, you could have found someone that might have been better suited for you three months later. Don't do that. It's not worth it. Do not get super obsessed. This is Mommy Alyssa telling you this now. Okay. So our next article comes from audacity.com because they have found all the audacity. The title reads, 11-year-old Louisiana girl arrested for murder. 11. An 11-year-old girl has been arrested for the murder of a 36-year-old man in New Iberia. Iberia Parish Sheriff's Office spokesperson Catherine Bro says the girl, a former resident of Iberia Parish, was taken into custody by the Lafourche Parish Sheriff's Office. You know, I took a year of French in high school. You'd think I'd be better at this. Quote, she is being charged with first-degree murder. She was booked into the Lafayette Juvenile Detention Center. So authorities are releasing very few details aside from identifying the victim as 36-year-old Cameron Bedsole. Bedsole was shot multiple times on November 14th. The sheriff's office says more arrests are expected. More arrests are expected? Oh, that's the end of the article, too. So we don't know why, how, when, we don't, we don't even know. I feel bad when I pull up these articles and there's really not enough information. But again, I don't read them ahead of time because that's kind of the fun of this. Right, guys? Is that the fun of it? I don't know. Our next article comes from Kens5.com. K-E-N-S-5. Breaking news and video from San Antonio, Texas, or at least that's what the news outlet's out of. 
The title reads, Relieved They Arrested Him. Teen accused of killing three people over the last 17 months is now behind bars. San Antonio. Okay. Police say Nathan Martinez is behind two deadly drive-by shootings. Elise Gomez Ramirez, who witnessed her son being gunned down, hopes he receives a life sentence. Me too. So coming out of San Antonio. On Father's Day of 2022, a gunman interrupted a family barbecue and holiday celebration on the southwest side of San Antonio, leaving two dead. Fourteen months later, police say someone drove up on a mother and her 17-year-old son sitting in their garage just a mile away, firing at least 10 shots at them. The teen died a week later. They're just sitting in their garage, just chilling together, you know, having a moment, having a bonding, you know, solving the world's problems to just get shot up like that. Horrible. Now, police say the same man, 19-year-old Nathan Martinez, pulled the trigger in both incidences. He was arrested Wednesday on several charges, including murder, aggravated assault, and drug possession. Quote, we are very relieved to get this individual, who honestly has no regard for human life, off the streets, said Washington Moscoso, a sergeant with the San Antonio Police Department. Elise Gomez Ramirez shares that same feeling of relief. She says her son, Julian, was shot in front of her. I can't imagine. Gomez Ramirez cradled his blood-soaked body and waited for EMS to arrive. Quote, I feel a bit of joy that they arrested him, but sad because I won't have my son with me. And her interview was conducted in Spanish, it says. Anyway, quote, it's sad having seen him there after they shot my son, end quote. Oh, yeah. Oof. Moscoso, Moscoso said ballistic evidence gathered from a separate shooting Martinez was apparently involved with matched evidence taken by detectives on August 15th when he allegedly shot the mother and her son along the 22800 block of Moss Circle Drive along with the family dog. I mean, I know, like, the human lives, I know. But the dog, really? The dog? Oh, Um, I lost my place. He was out on probation at the time following an earlier arrest during a traffic stop when authorities say he was found with drugs and a machine gun. Are you kidding me? Detectives also searched Martinez's social media accounts where Moscoso said he bragged about taking down a rival gang member following the Moss Circle drive-by. Police say Martinez used a switch in that shooting, essentially turning the handgun he's accused of using into an automatic weapon. Just goes to show, guys. Seven people in all were shot in last year's Father's Day shooting, which happened in the area of State Highway 16 and I-35. Two have died from their injuries. Authorities didn't say how they ultimately connected Martinez back to that deadly 2022 shooting. Gomez Ramirez says the suspect's arrest is not only important to her family, she believes it will keep others from experiencing the same loss. Well, I mean, yeah, you get this asshole behind bars, it's going to save lives. Quote, now he can't be on the streets anymore, killing people and leaving families grieving and suffering, she said. They came to take away his life right in front of me. That's what really hurts my heart. I turned around to see my son and he was dead, end quote. 
The morning mother told KENS5 she still doesn't know why her son was slaughtered. Robledo became a father just before the attack. His child is now five months old. Gomez Ramirez hopes her son's killer receives the same life sentence her family has been handed. Martinez was charged with capital murder of multiple persons, unlawfully carrying weapons, possession of a machine gun, and drug possession. Uh, Investigators believe the attacks were gang-related. Martinez is being held without bond, so we don't know if that woman's son was actually in a gang or not. Something tells me he probably wasn't, but you know, who knows? But a machine gun. People can get their hands on any kind of guns they want if they want them bad enough. I'm just saying, you know I'm right. And for our last article, I know, I know, I can hear the heavy sighs. Comes from CBS12.com. Title reads, Man charged with stabbing mother of his children 100 times, burning apartment, and killing infant. This is coming out of Daytona Beach, Florida. I'm actually kind of surprised Florida is not until the very end. So, a man in Florida is charged with murder, attempted murder, and arson in a gruesome crime. The victims were his three children and their mother. Authorities in Daytona Beach said the fire broke out late last Monday, November 20th. In the arrest report, they described the apartment as being, quote, fully engulfed with flames and large plumes of black smoke emitting from the residence windows and the door. Uh, And then in quotes, kind of bold and italicized, it says, then inside, officers and firefighters were able to navigate heavy smoke and recover three small children throughout the residence. The ages of the children appeared to be infant to ages three to six. The infant was located within a child's crib in the northwestern bedroom. Additionally, an adult-aged female was located unresponsive and ultimately pronounced dead on scene. And then it goes on to say the infant was also killed. The two other children were taken to the hospital in critical condition. An investigator with the state fire marshal's office called the fire, quote, an intentional act with two arson locations. The first location being in the kitchen area where the burners were observed engaged and the second location in the northwestern bedroom where the main fire developed. The victim reported to be 30-year-old Denja Moore was found to be suffering from approximately 100 knife wounds in addition to severe burn injuries, end quotes. Guys, let's take a second. 100, at least 100. What did it say? Approximately 100 knife wounds. What kind of anger and rage? What kind of absolute emotional ragey outburst does it take to stab someone 100 times? You know, five, you're super pissed. This person touched your kid inappropriately and they fucking deserve it. And you bam, 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 bam. You know, maybe not quite that fast, but you just hammer them like five times. Like, fuck you, you're going to die. 100 times? Are you kidding me? That is insane. It goes on to say, sorry, I do these rants. This is why I rewrite or I pre-write all of my podcasts or it would be like this. It's crazy. But you guys keep wanting me to make these, so I will. Okay, anyway, the article goes on to say then. The report said the father of the children, 34-year-old Charles Ivey, was notified after 4 a.m. and detectives were already hard at work. 
Investigators said they learned Ivy left his job at a Checkers restaurant at 10 p.m. that night. They tracked his SUV using traffic cameras and an automated license plate reader before and after the fire broke out. A detective had trouble contacting Ivy the next day, but he was seen with a leg injury while loading suitcases and bags into a different SUV. Quote, Ivy did not appear to have a limp or obvious injuries, according to the checkers manager who worked with him before the fire. During a traffic stop, Ivy refused to speak to detectives or to be transported to the Daytona Beach Police Department so that law enforcement could execute a search warrant for his DNA, clothing, and photographs of his person, according to the arrest report. Ivy was brought in as authorities awaited the body search, bodily search warrant. According to the arrest report, quote, Ivy stated that he went to the victim's apartment at approximately 2,300 hours and stayed for 15 to 20 minutes, then remained in the parking lot for approximately 30 more minutes. Ivy stated that he was in the victim's apartment complex until approximately 2,335 hours or 11.35 p.m., and the fire marshal stated that the fire started approximately between 2,332 hours and 2,342 hours. Ivy confirmed his route to travel of travel, and it matched up with what was found on traffic cameras. Despite being present in the victim's apartment complex at the time of the murders and arson, the defendant did not come forward to law enforcement in an attempt to aid in the investigation into who committed said murders and arson. Also, Ivy could not think of anyone who would want to hurt the victim. Ivy, who'd also been arrested in Volusia County in 2015 and 16, was charged with two counts of first-degree murder, two counts of attempted murder and arson with people present. Outrageous. You know, obviously murder's not okay, right guys? I'm leaning back in my chair here. So everybody just take a minute, you know, like take a breath, stop typing for a second, keep, keep the steering wheel going if you're driving. Murdering anyone is just not okay, unless it's excruciatingly specific circumstances, like you laid a hand on my kid or something, you know. But to murder a child, to murder an infant, to murder children, you know, I just did the podcast, the, the second part two of Josh Powell, um, to murder children. I don't understand that. I don't, I just don't. It's absolutely horrible. So anyway, We've made it through another weekend, and I am going to say, like I usually do, that those of you who worked over the weekend so that people like me could run our errands, we do appreciate you and your sacrifice working on the weekend, for sure. Um, the rest of us that have to go back to work on Monday, you know, I say the same shit every time. It's Monday. We have to survive the week. We got to do this. We got bills to pay, children to feed, spouses or partners to keep happy. Not keep happy. That sounds terrible, but you get what I'm saying. We're in this together. I'm in it with you. I have a nine to five. It's very, very stressful. I have to be on the phone and argue with Aetna and Humana and Blue Cross Blue Shield all day. And it I get real sick and tired of them trying to find ways to not pay for people's medical expenses after people pay their insurance premiums. But regardless, I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to me. Just prattle on like I do. You guys seem to enjoy it. My Spotify wrapped that you guys have been tagging me in has been so much fun to see. Sometimes I forget that there are actually like a shit ton of people that are listening to me. So I can't think about that too much or I'll get really shy. 
So thanks again for listening. I do appreciate you guys more than you'll ever know. Let's have a good week. DM me on Instagram or comment on something or, or start a conversation on the fan page on Facebook. But either way, I love the dialogue, okay? Have a great week, guys. Love you. Bye.